Welcome to Invest Stories, a podcast about real stories, real estate, and taking real action. Join hosts John Cooper and Kyle Robertson as they talk investing, mindset, and taking that first step. We all have a story. What's yours? The Invest Stories Podcast. Welcome to Tuesday Techers. I know it's a cliche name. Uh, Investories podcast is all about adding value, all about adding those digestible bits of content and information. And we're super excited to bring you part two of this interview. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, Please reach out to us anytime you have any questions or just want to connect or say hi or say we're doing really well or hey, you could even say we're not doing well, but please don't do that. Uh, Investories podcast at gmail.com and investories pod on your socials and we look forward to hearing from you and uh without further ado here's part two in terms of that process of setting up a a self-directed ira and i said ira ira it's okay either way i'm gonna get in trouble right karen no you're not in trouble you're only in trouble if you call me karen oh yeah so in terms of setting that up, when Kyle's disappeared, so I'm going to get in trouble with Kyle. Um, what what does that look like from a, a pro? Because I think what would hold a lot of people back, and I'm not sure if, um, you know, Kyle's more in the, in the converting to Roth. But in terms of setting up an account and setting up a self-directed IRA, what does that process look like? It's super easy. The whole process is, is really a three-step process to open an account which is to complete a form and provide us your ID. We have a $50 set of pay. You know, pretty simple, really, really simple to open an account. Um, 24 hours, your account's open. You have access to our, our business platform and, you know, a, a nice platform where you can see things, you know, what's going on, what's coming in, what's going out. That's easy. The second step is to fund it. So either you're going to roll over a previous employer plan. That's called a rollover. It's a different process or you may transfer an IRA that you have already to, you know, to, to us. And understand that if you're going from custodian to custodian, in a rollover, custodian to custodian, in a transfer, it's not taxable to you. It would only be tra- taxable if it came to you when in your account first, then you'd have 60 days to get it back into a retirement account. So that's not taxable. But the other way to fund an account is to contribute. And that's based upon your age and your account type and your income, actually. Because, like, you could make too much to contribute to a Roth. And that's why they came up with the backdoor Roth, you know, so you could convert and get in through the backdoor. So you, We're going to definitely dive into that. Yeah, so you open in, it, in you fund techniques. it, and then you yeah. invest. You know, what do you want to invest in? We look at the documentation. You give us the, we call it the supporting documentation. It's the, you know, it's the agreement, the contract. I make sure it's vested in the name of the IRA and so forth and get it all queued up. So when the money hits, we can fund it. And now your IRA is self-directed and then all the proceeds for that asset go back to the IRA that owns the asset, go back to the self-directed IRA, not to your personal checking account ever, (laughs) you know, not to a different IRA ever. And then if that asset ever has any expenses, like what we're seeing now with private equity is, is capital costs because the interest rates have gone up unexpectedly and so capital is needed. So if you need like a capital call, you need to leave a reserve in your IRA, a reserve of idle cash, super important, so that you've got money to cover expenses like that. And those have to be paid for by the IRA. 
So I really want to dig into the real estate piece of, of using your IRA to um, invest. Before we do that, what can't you invest in? in an IRA. And I know you can't invest in luxury watches or a car. For right. Instance. Oh, well, you know, and it's a pity, right? Because that would be great. But, uh, you know, or you can't invest in a fine wine collection either because those turned into bottle collections, <laughs> you know? So the IRS said you can invest in life insurance contracts and collectibles, just two things that you can't invest in, but there's wisdom in that. Um, it's in those two things. It covers a lot of ground. Uh, you, you mentioned a little bit ago that there is a, a maximum amount based on age. And, and also, if you're you know, a certain age, you're not even eligible to invest in, a, in an IRA any longer. If I, I mean, did you say that? Did I understand, misunderstood when you well, said you that? Well, you know, that used to be true. But at the end okay. of 2022, we had something passed called the Secure Act 2.0, and it eliminated that. Or, or was it secure okay. with 2.18? That was eliminated. You can still contribute as long as you have active income. Gotcha. Okay. And and what is the, I know there's a max on annual contributions and I know it's different per age, but do you know what, do you have those statistics? Cause, cause I don't. Sure. It's also on our <laughs> website. If you want to go to the letter U, you direct ira.com. It's there. But if say you have a traditional IRA or a Roth and you're under 50, you can contribute $6,500 a year. Now, that's if you have a traditional and Roth, it's combined. It's it's all of your Roths and all of your traditional IRAs combined. You can only put $6,500 a year in there. Now, if you're over 50, 50 or over, you get what's called a catch-up contribution. You can catch up as you get closer, and that is presently $1,000, so $7,500. Um, and you know, we may see that change in the future, but that's how it stands today. That's really interesting. And and is that in addition to, say, uh, someone who has a W-2 with a 401k? Is that 6500 on top of the contributions they can make? You can have program? a 401k where you work and an IRA. You can do both. 401ks are a different kind of account and they have different um, contribution limits. So do SEPs. A 401k from your company, it's, I believe, 21500 is the cap if you're under 50. And then if you have a catch-up contribution of 6000 so you can tack that on there. Um, same thing this year in 2023 contribution limits were raised for solo 401ks and SEP IRAs and it's the lesser of 25% of your income or $66,000 so say you're self-employed and you have a SEP IRA simplified employee pension and you make whatever say $300,000 you can contribute up to $66,000 to your SEP IRA and take a tax deduction so each one is different and because when we get down to it, there are complexities. That's why we offer a 20-minute free consultation. Like, tell us about your situation. What are you looking to do? And talk about everybody's individual situation because we can really get in the weeds with detail. I think a lot of people like to try to figure out these special ways to take advantage of some of these investment vehicles like a, a, a the most common one you already mentioned is the backdoor Roth I've also heard of the mega backdoor Roth uh, which is another one that just continues sounds interesting well Peter Peter Thiel I'm not sure he's he famously became a billionaire off of Roth IRAs it's really kind of an interesting story if the listeners have an opportunity to to check it out then then Google Peter Thiel and his Roth IRA escapades 
Um, are there other ways? Let's figure out other ways that we can screw what the government tells us we can't do. Um, so, you know, you get the, these annual contributions of a max of so-and-so, but what if we become business owners? Can we then make ourselves employees and open another Roth IRA in our own names? Or is this attached solely to our social security numbers? How, does, right. how, do, they, how do they monitor Wow, that's so inter an interesting way to ask that question. And it's an individual retirement arrangement, so it's really tied to an individual. But even but with the, for a traditional and a Roth, with a SEP, it's tied to a sponsoring company, which can be a sole And same thing with the solo pay. It could be a sole proprietor. L, you know, LLC, C-Corp, S-Corp, what have you. Um, so there are accounts for employers and, and accounts for individuals. Um, you, yes, you can double up and have different, you know, multiple accounts. There's actually no limit to how many accounts you can have. Um, but can you really screw with the IRS? I wouldn't do it. <laughs> I mean, that's not really well, sage-like advice. <laughs> sage-like advice. I mean, if, I, I, that's not what we're here to talk about. And and. If I just you ask Wesley Snipes, do you want to screw with the IRS? Answer right. is no. Yeah. Yes. The no. world is full of stories of, of people who tried and failed. Well, and Peter, right? And, so uh, to, to that point, after it was disclosed that he had invested, I think it was at PayPal or something at the early stages or yeah. something like this, and he became he had billions in his in his Roth IRA, tax free money, crazy. How did he do this? That created a giant and expensive a deep dive by the government into how did he do it and nice. how many people who have these mega IRAs cheated. And you can cheat in a Roth if you are if you falsify uh, the value and you don't want to do that because then you'll get mad because Roth fraud is really on the radar of the, uh, the Department of Treasury mm -hmm. and the IRS. So, I, I, But what they found out, that's the fun thing, that, is that they worked so hard and spent so much money to research these 400 people who had mega, mega IRAs like 400 people out of the entire United States of America. That's all it was. It was a lot for nothing. Wow. Most of, and they don't think they found any fraud at all. They pretty much all did it legitimately yeah. by the rules, by the book. Yeah, that's what gets me. It's like, leave the people alone. They figured out a good idea. There's only 400 of them. It's not like they're going to break them. I mean, they're investing their own stinking money. Give me yeah, a break. Yeah, and, it's, and they're following the rules. So they followed the rules yeah. that, that were created for us. And uh, yeah, you're right. That's pretty much how it went. So it wasn't anybody breaking the rules to get there so so speaking of that one thing i found interesting and, and as i said my journey was i saw stocks and not doing anything and not knowing anything about them i was like well i want to invest in something i kind of understand what's the what's the mindset of kind of your your clients and and kind of how you help coach them in terms of what they're investing in or what they're open to invest in because there is that self-ownership piece um, the self-directed piece is quite uh, something quite to get your head round, I guess, is, is the easiest way to say it. Well, I think that um, the audiences I speak to are usually investor audiences, um, like maybe on bigger pockets or, you know, um, various uh, venues like, like this. And, and where I'm already speaking to maybe real estate investors or private equity investors or precious metals investors. And they, they're people who already educated themselves on a certain alternative asset class. And then this is self-directed IRAs, solo pays, everything is a way to A, raise capital. If you're raising capital for your deals, that's one thing that IRAs do. And the other thing is to build your own retirement. So we want to help people that have some level of education. You don't, you don't, wanna, you don't wanna experiment with your retirement dollars because they're not easily replaced, right? And so you want to make sure you know what you're doing or that you're working 
with an asset sponsor who is, you know, you've vetted them and they're, you know, they know what they're doing. They're smart. They're making a return. You talk to their uh, current investors and see, hey, you know, how's it going for you? And you investigate them. You do your due diligence. And, and to that point, one thing I found um, and kind of doing the, the strategy side of things was it doesn't need to be a get rich quick scheme. So I, you know, I, I don't mind a bit of crypto, but I would never do that with my self-directed IRA because I want that what I'd call a, a wave. I want it to push forward and grow. And I don't want to have these huge drop offs and just roll the dice on it. It's kind of, you know, it's for 20 years time. I don't need to worry about whether it's like going 50 percent um, today. So that that's kind of a, a good rule of thumb I found throughout kind of what, what I was looking at. To and, and I agree because retirement, are you ready to retire? No. I mean, look how far retirement is for you in the future. And so you've got, you've got a horizon. And so of course it's a get rich slow kind of scheme, right? But the great thing about self-directed IRAs is you invest and you get proceeds back. Those proceeds are not taxed. And so the proceeds and uh, including, you know, like your capital and the gain, can go out into your next deal. And so you keep you know, snowballing this and it gets bigger and bigger and bigger, you hope, because you don't wanna face any losses, but if you do, that's gonna hurt. But, but you keep building and building and building without being taxed. And, and maybe you're taxed at the end in a typical kind of uh, situation or in a Roth situation, it comes out tax-free. But because this is tax-deferred while you've got the money in this tax-protected little bubble here, um, you can really compound, and that's the power uh, of self-directed IRAs and self-directed investing. So some of the, I don't, I'll, I'll just, full disclosure, I have no Roths. I have no self-directed IRAs. I don't, I don't have any of that stuff. So some of my questions are probably going to sound pretty um, entry level. <laughs> so uh, as far as how this works, Let's say somebody say I'm an I'm an employee of somewhere who has a, a, a Roth IRA of two hundred thousand dollars, and I find a real estate deal that I a self directed IRA that I really want to invest in, and it's it's going to take all two hundred thousand dollars that I have in there and then some. Do I still have the ability to invest in that deal if I can't swing it with just the funds that are inside my IRA? That's a great question. Yeah, there are two ways to do that. One is to partner with someone because you don't want to use every dime of your IRA to invest in an asset you, that you know will have expenses because you need a cushion, right? So I wouldn't just throw it all in there because you're going to hurt yourself, you know, and then you're going to end up having to sell it so, because you can't keep up with the expenses. So the one way to do that is to partner with somebody, have a you know more positive experience that way. Or, and I'm glad you asked because it lets me get into this topic, your IRA can actually borrow money. So part of, like I mentioned, part of my background was mortgage lending. So when I found out that a bank would lend money to an IRA account, I was super surprised about that, you know? So it's called a non-recourse loan. It's a commercial loan. And it really, you know, they underwrite it based upon the location of the property and its condition, but mostly the cash flow. So they want to see that you have a, like a, a, a rental agreement in place so that they know that property is cash flow. So you could take out a non-recourse loan but if you do, there's a, there's a catch. And that is a tax, a special tax that could be associated to your IRA due to leverage. So say you don't have enough to take this deal down just with your IRA money, even though you've got 200 grand in there. So maybe it's like a $300,000 property. So you, you borrow 150 or something, you come in with 150. And then you've got a 50% loan to value. 
That's so now here comes a rent check. Well, 50% of that rent check your IRA earned because of borrowed money, because of leverage. And that 50% due to leverage is subject to this tax. So again, you wanna begin with the end in mind. You wanna to talk to us before you do this so we can help you plan this out. You can talk to your advisors about what that tax is gonna look like. Because even when you do have to pay UDFI tax, you may have write-offs and end up paying no tax at all. You just have to file a form 990T. So you, you really wanna discuss this with your tax advisor before you go forward with uh, having your IRA borrow money. But you can do it. It's another way to you know, fulfill that goal of the $200,000 Roth that wants to buy a house. And is there a rule of thumb in terms of those that that contingency for expenses? Ten percent, I think, is 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 moderate. It's not conservative. It's it's like bare minimum. Yeah, I was going to say. It, it, and it, what? So what happens if there isn't money to cover right. it? Well, uh, a few things. Like one, you can contribute and and add. You know, make up for the shortfall. You could move money from another retirement account. Maybe you've got another retirement account like in the stock market. You've got market correlated assets. Liquidate those and transfer them over to your self-directed IRA to make up the difference. If it's a property, you could take on a lender. You could take on a loan maybe from a friend or something and have them loan your IRA the money maybe in exchange for a piece of the action like it's some equity. But if you just can't cover the expenses with your IRA, with your IRA reserves and you really need to sell the asset because you've gotten in over your head interesting yeah that's that's kind of one of the things that fills me with terror is like <laughs> um not not being too razor thin with the money and 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 going down that route and hence why i haven't gone down that route in terms of what you can do with a property you can't live in it i know that right. um is there limitations of, of the kind of function of that property uh, when you go through the self-directed IRA, IRA route? And by the way, I just have to first say that we have no intent of, of striking terror in anyone's heart. <laughs> That's why we, we help people avoid these things, you know. And so we have lots of lots and you know, thousands of happy account holders. But um, but your question again is what now? Well, in terms of what you can do with a, um, a and do with a property within that vehicle, I guess is, is probably the sure you can't live it. in it. You're not even supposed to stay in there one single day. I mean, technically, it's not like they're police yet monitoring that. And yet, yeah, <laughs> just you know, having fun. And so you have no personal use. And with your IRA assets, it's arm's length, so you don't have personal benefit, present benefit, indirect benefit. It's all for later. You know, IRAs are all for saving for later. You also can't offer services to the plan. So say you have this property and it's a rental. What you can do is screen tenants, um, pick up and collect that rent check. You can hire third party vendors, but you will not collect a fee for being the property manager. That would be prohibited. You'd be personally benefiting from your IRA. So you wanna steer clear of that. But just with, with any IRA asset, you just want to stay arm's length from it. And then you'll that's a good rule of thumb. And it gets, you know, more complicated from there if you, you know if it if it does, just take it from there. 
thank you for listening to this episode of Investories podcast. And uh, as you can imagine, we're super stoked with that content, amazing strategies, amazing techniques um, that we've really been able to dig into. And uh, we're looking forward to bringing kind of the next phase of that, which is really all about uh, the case study kind of real world examples and how you can do the same. We're going to call it Wednesday Wins and we're going to tackle that on the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Investories podcast. We all have a story. What's yours? The Investories podcast.